1: Hello, hello. Welcome to the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And by the way, you can get the Arizona Cardinals to make the playoffs in 2022 at plus 125 on DraftKings. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by my partner in crime, Mr. Bo Brock, and his pup dog in the background, and then the pride (laughs) of Northwestern, Mr. Damian Anderson, former Arizona Cardinal running back. Gentlemen, Football Friday, we got some more scheduling fun to talk about today. How are we living?
0: Guys, I'm excited. It's Friday. I get an opportunity to chat it up with you guys before the weekend and just to revisit. And I just want to take a step back, Johnny. And you know, I made some notes from yesterday because I always have to make notes. <laughs> oh. Everybody. But I just want to apologize because I respect oh. all, all, re- oh. all running backs. All Thank running you backs so much. And and when you when you dated yourself, I just had to take a step back. And you said that you were in high school. <laughs> And you were watching, like, that brought a tear to my eye, bro. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. I, I appreciate Respect. you, my man. Respect, yeah. right? I'm 5'6",
1: right? But yeah. shifty. Maybe. Ran a, maybe. Ma- come maybe. on now. Now you're, now you're <laughs> undoing all the goodwill you just did, my man. Bo, back me up. Suppose Bo's a, but, basically a collegiate, you know, superstar, oh, you know, baseball pitcher. Can I just right. have my small-town Illinois stardom of, of playing high school football. We made it to the state championship. We lost valiantly. Come on now. Okay. Give me some credit.
2: Respect. I want I wanna to hear the scouting report, though. I mean, you were about to get into it. What was the scouting he report? Was, of the <laughs> I'm thinking
0: you know, of, uh, who's the right. Patriots back in the day. <laughs> I mean, Danny, Danny,
1: Danny went on, and they won it. So that that made oh, it all man. the more worthwhile. So that's the last time I played competitive <laughs> football. Uh, I played a little bit at Irmills <laughs> in, in college, but – no, I, I appreciate it, Damian. I used to watch you at Northwestern, being an Illinois yeah. boy myself. So I, I yeah. have your back now. I
0: need you to yeah. have mine here on Patriots Cardinals. Okay. I got you. A lifer, Johnny. Got your back, bud. Excellent.
1: All right. So speaking of lifers, Kyler Murray, we all feel like he's going to become a lifer for the Arizona Cardinals later this summer. He's going to sign his fat contract. That hasn't happened yet. But if you look at the Cardinals schedule this fall, it probably should happen sooner rather than later. We revealed it yesterday. Here it is, 2022 Arizona Cardinals schedule. It is a gauntlet, gentlemen, and I put a tasty little article at GoPHNX.com today, Mr. Brock, about Kyler Murray needs to be the best version of Kyler Murray we've ever seen if we want to survive this. Because I can tell you right now, three games of Colt McCoy in this schedule, with all due respect to the former Longhorn, uh, is not getting it done.
2: No, it isn't. I loved your article on GoPhnx.com. It was fantastic. I encourage everybody to sign up if they haven't already. Check it out. If they have, there you go. Easy access to it. Get yourself uh, some gear from the Phnx Locker as well while you're at it. But uh, you're exactly right, and that's that's what Damien was saying yesterday. That's what kind of the consensus on the show was. We look at this this gauntlet of a schedule, and there's the the Cardinals have that ace up their sleeve every week, but we didn't see it flex. We didn't see it played. Down the stretch uh, of last season when Kyler Murray got back from the ankle injury, but he's going to be fresh to go, and the Arizona Cardinals are always going to have that ability to compete with anybody if they got a superstar caliber player in, in Kyler Murray, and it's uh, it starts Week One against the Kansas City Chiefs. I mentioned, you know, how good Patrick Mahomes was Week One, how he just comes ready to play, thirteen touchdowns, no interceptions, he's four and zero. But he, there's a difference, and Damian pointed out, there's no cheetah. This is a very different-looking Chiefs team right out of the gates That where I think the Arizona Cardinals took advantage of a Tennessee team out of the gates last year. A lot of new pieces on that offense, new coordinators, and they were able to kind of blow their doors off with the continuity of the coaching staff, Kyler Murray, knowing the playbook inside and out. And they'll be at home, and they're going to be dogs, and they're going to hear all the rest of the offseason how they're going to get an L week one to Mahomes and crew. They're going to have a chip on their shoulder. They're going to have bulletin board material, all training camp and preseason. And it's going to be interesting to see how things look as soon as they line up for real September.
0: Bo, I absolutely agree. And as I said yesterday, this is about prime time and storylines, right? You got cliff or Darren urban of, you know, AZ Cardinals talking about uh, Patrick Mahomes reached out to cliff and saying like, Hey, you know, like the eyeball emoji, like hey, you know, I can't wait for this game one, Johnny. And that's what it, you know, what it's about those those relationships. And Kyler Murray, both to your point, Johnny, I think everyone's consensus has to be elite. He has to be special. He has to be Barry Sanders with John Elway's arm. And I don't think that there's a question that he can be that. It only comes down to him, you know, him remaining healthy. I'm glad that it's the first game of the year. I think that we've seen with the Cardinals, it's been war of attrition, start to wear down towards le- the latter part of the year. But if they can remain healthy throughout this season, Johnny, I, li- I like, you know, I, as I said yesterday, I like the the over of nine. I mean, I think that it doesn't matter who they play, where they go, the Arizona Cardinals can play football and it doesn't matter who they see. If they play elite, they can win those football games. Mm-hmm.
1: Speaking of elite, we have our own Frank Sanders joining right. us from either the golf club or a prison cell. Frank, how are you, sir?
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> See what had happened was. This is the best I got. See what had happened was. Hey. It was crazy. Keep, keeping it authentic, man. Keeping it authentic. Love it. Hey, keep it 100, bro. This is my uh, work release program. But what the Cardinals will feel like this year, if they don't do well with the schedule that they got going on, I think that schedule is pretty freaking hellacious that man, these guys are going to feel like in a jail cell with the NFL set these guys up for failure.
1: Well, as Frank has some sweet, sweet background music <laughs> going here on PHNX Cardinals, here, here's my rationale for all of this, is that I do feel like they will be under the radar during – beginning portion of this season. And that's exactly where this team wants to be because when expectations start to roll in, good hell, we saw it in the second half. They fell apart. Now think of that what you want. They've always played better as underdogs. Kyler Murray is undefeated. He's got two wins and a tie in opening weekends in the NFL as a starter. never lost opening Sunday. So I think that bodes well to get off to a fast start against Kansas City, even with Mahomes and company coming to the Valley. So at the end of the day, I just – it's imperative for this team to get off to a good start. I think they will. Now, whether that will translate in the second half, Bob Brock, I do think they'll be competitive enough to be in the hunt. Can they close? I think we're going to get a clearly defined answer with Cliff this year. Can Cliff close the season for better or worse? But I, I don't think they're going to be out of it by November, early December.
2: No, there's going to be there's there's going to be a lot of questions that they have to to answer along the way. And we looked at that week four to week nine stretch where they can certainly stack wins if things kind of play out a little bit closer to 2021. And they never do. Like, I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, from year to year, things change up so much in the NFL guys. Production falls off a cliff. Teams that were playoff teams the previous year are a disaster teams we thought were going to be in contention are out of contention early on i mean look at miami last year what did they start like one and seven and we yeah. thought they were going to be a lot better and they, the they, niners they, yeah the niners were a team that was three and five before kind of really turning things around so you know you can try to forecast this but most likely you're going to be you're going to be a, a bad weather man at this time of year to try to start forecasting wins and losses and uh you know, it, it really is. I mean, just really get back to the Kyler Murray conversation. Like he has to make that jump, like to justify this contract. Like I, I know he's been very good, but like we've the, the guys that have been getting this these caliber of contracts like Josh Allen showed in that playoff game against the Cardinals week one opponent, the Kansas City Chiefs, that he's he deserves every dime of it, that he's a franchise caliber quarterback, that he's an elite quarterback playing these days. And that's what this contract, this future dollars and cents that Kyler Murray's going to get. That's what they're going – they're going to pay him for that type of production. Now he's going to have to prove that this season, Damian.
0: Bo, I I would say with that argument, 80% yes, 20% no, right? Because if you look at guys like Derek Carr or you look at uh, Mm. the the quarterback in in Minnesota who who has yet to have that defining moment in which I think that you're talking about, Bo, and you look at the Patrick Mahomes, you look at the Russell Wilsons, you looked at all these quarterbacks that we deem in term elite, right? They've put the team on their back. Yeah, I mean Stafford. Stafford in the Super Bowl. There were Stafford was always seen as a quality, quality quarterback, right? But it was wasn't until that moment where he had. There was no questions asked. He had to go out there and be elite and make the throws when he had to make the throws and put the team on his back as a metaphor, right? And you see, that's what we need from Kyler Murray. We need him to separate himself and be elite. And, and, you know, take care of his body and be healthy towards the the fourth quarter of the season and step in and have those moments, because I think that he's already traveled to Dallas, traveled to, you know, um, divisional foes, won those games, traveled to Cleveland, won those games. He's shown that he could go on the road and beat formidable foes, I think. What well, we've seen this offense progress as well. What we haven't seen is this team remain healthy, and that's yeah. a little bit of luck. That's the unknown, right? I think that we all know that the offense is basketball on on a football field. It can score at will, but it's given these these you know this team being healthy. Major concern. I wouldn't say concern, but something that I'm thinking about, Johnny, is just D Hop not being there. You know, yeah. what I mean, because it was it was such a void last year, and I know Christian Kirk or you know Hollywood comes in and fills that, and be, you know he's an upgrade. But that's the only question I per se have, and it's and that's why you know a, a rookie like McBride is going to have to step up in a major way. I see, you know, with with the with the void of, of not having hop.
1: Well, I can tell you, your concerns I think are echoed by the fan base, Damian, and. While I, I am concerned about the time Hopkins is going to miss, I do think that in a weird way he will be set up for success on multiple fronts later in the year. He's an older player. He's going to want to show the Cardinals, pay me $30 million next year. I can still ball out. This is when the team tends to fall off. Like that might be a blessing in disguise. Here's what I'm going to say. I, I, I am not ready to have a built-in excuse this team not be competitive offensively in the first six games because of no D-Hop. You, you trade a one for – for I mean, they traded a first-round pick, albeit in the 20s, for a receiver. That receiver should be able to step in, especially if you have a rapport. Your best friends, as we saw last night, downtown Dallas against the uh, Mavericks and Suns last night in games. Like, that's your best friend, somebody who you championed to, to come play with you. Like, that should be enough with somebody like Zach Ertz, with somebody like Rondell Moore in year two. AJ Green, who second year in the offense over 800 yards. Damon, you just mentioned second round tight end, a Pro Bowl running back. Like, you ought to be able to score 30 plus points a game in this schedule that has a you bunch to, of teams Johnny. with you middling defenses. Like, tell me, look at those first six games. Tell me the elite defense outside of the LA Rams, who, by the way, lost in pieces, could have a Super Bowl hangover. I'm looking at that defense and I'm thinking to myself, the Raiders? The Eagles, the, the horrific top five picking Seahawks, Kansas City with no Tyron Matthew, I I am not going to sit here. I don't want to sit here in September and October and hear from people saying, well, they're not scoring because they don't have DeAndre Hopkins. When your quarterback's making $40-plus plus million and they have rightfully, I put this in the article, gophnx.com, they have made such a great decision this offseason. What have they done? They prioritized the offense. They've resolidified a couple pieces defensively, but this has been an offseason on the offensive. And I will give Kime infinite credit for that. They signed a starting right guard, they re-upped their tight end, re-upped their running back, you know, traded a first for Hollywood Brown, brought back a second, the best tight end in the draft. He plays for the Arizona Cardinals. Like I I am not I'm not interested in excuse making Bo for the offense early on. Like it's up to two people Kyler and Cliff Kingsbury.
2: Yeah, and, and the guy that was sitting next to Kyler at the Suns' loss last night, and that was Hollywood Brown. You know, and that's cool to see that uh, they've got that off the field relationship because I think it's going to translate back onto the field like it did in Oklahoma. Kind of more of what Cliff Kingsbury said as far as handling the D Hop suspension, and there was via Darren Urban today as he was talking to Cliff after the rookie mini camp. The addition of Marquise Brown will help. Quote. He just has to play better as an offense. As far as the yeah. Cardinals as a whole, it's unfortunate that D Hop won't be available, and he's excited to get him back. It's a real shot in the arm. They were also they also asked, you know, did they know about the suspension? And All Cliff would say is Steve Kimes really good at his job. <laughs> I don't what know. That tells you. That tells you that tell you? as far as going out and getting Marquise Brown, man, it's uh, you know, it, it, it's it's going to help. It's it's a better offense than they finished with last year, but you know, Cliff knows what the score is right now. He knows what the end of his season score is as far as his overall record. And he knows that he has to perform at that time of year, but you know, the way that they finished, he has to look at the schedule and say, Hey, we're out the first six games without the Andre Hopkins, but the fan base, nobody's going to accept us coming out of the gates flat. No, it's not because it was such a, it just a brutal finish to the last two seasons. So yeah. We'll see what they have up their sleeve. And, you know, they're, I, I agree with you as far as the defenses that they're facing, there's, there's no, there's no, uh, you know, steel curtain in here. There's, you don't want to no... face Bill
1: Belichick without DeAndre Hopkins. You made that point yesterday, Bo, about like, they're facing Bill Belichick with a full deck, no pun yeah. intended late in the year.
2: Well, we'll see it's, it's, it's late in the year and, and a lot can change between now and then. But, you know, I think that they have on offense, they don't have any excuse even without their star wide receiver because now they have a wide receiver too. Now they have a, a mismatch opportunity with Zach Hertz and Trey McBride at the tight end position, and they have James Conner, who's just money in the bank around the goal line. He's just he, he's, They're paying him to be in every down back, and he's going to have to be that. I mean, obviously, they're going to want to watch his snap count, but they've got the options on offense now after a very slow offseason. I'm pretty confident that they, have, they should have to score points, and when you look at Kansas City right out of the gates, I mean, they weren't that great on defense last year. And they lose Matthew, we're as he said. Fair. Yeah. yeah I mean, fair. I mean, yeah, well, what, what's going to go on with like Patrick Mahomes looked mortal and especially in the Bengals game where he throws that pick uh to put the Bengals in position to, to win this in, in advance and go to the Super Bowl. Um, You know, we, we saw Patrick Mahomes. They came out of gates slow. They were under 500 at one point and then they rallied and they were 12 and five before you know it. But. You know, this is this is going to be this is Mahomes is finally facing adversity in his career. He no longer has Cheetah. He doesn't have like the perfect situation any longer because he's taking all that money. Um, we'll see. I mean, this is this this entire schedule. There, there's some interesting things that could just like last year, it could break the Cardinals way not to drink the Kool-Aid too much. Well, everybody picked the Titans to smack around the
1: Cardinals in week one last year. And what happened? The opposite happened. We're going to have plenty of time to preview that Kansas City game. But there's one matchup that I'm I'm very in, uh much looking forward to, is Mr. Isaiah Simmons versus Travis Kelsey because that's in a lot of ways why you drafted Isaiah Simmons, right? And so I I do think both to your to your point, the Cardinals are uniquely positioned to to give the Chiefs all they can handle in Week One, Damian.
0: Yeah, no, no question. The game is all about matchups, Johnny. I mean, from high school collegiate level to professional level, it's about finding guys who could minimize their threats that they have offensively or defensively, right? And I think Speedo Jackson, you know, AKA Frank Sanders had in the chat a little bit earlier. He said, we got the weapons, you know, it's up to Cliff to maximize their potential. And I absolutely agree in a piggyback on what Bo said a little bit earlier. There's no excuse, no excuse offensively this year. The Cardinals have all the weapons to do what they're, capable of doing doing how yeah. you know it's it's year three, you know, everyone's matured, right? Cliff knows the offense, what to expect, scenarios, whatever, his relationship with Kyler. And you should just get you've got your best friend now, a guy that you just could throw to running a fade, a cross or a dig route with your eyes closed. So for Kyler which I believe in him and I I think as a as a fan right um, I I'm, I'm just a a fan of e- elite players right and I I think that Kyler is elite and he has to play that way every every game and I think the question is 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 it was it D-Hop last year or was it the injury or was it the combination of the two because that's what's concer- you know concerning to me and Kyler has to go out there play elite level you know co- command the offense and that demand that, you know, 40 plus million something that he's wanting, Bo, Johnny, and go out there and play like it, you know, and not just for that nine game stretch, you know, when you play the Bucks, when you play um, the Patriots, when you go, you know, you have to play uh, San Fran again, all those tough teams that he has to see, he has to be elite level throughout the throughout the year, because I mean, at this point, it's no excuses, you got everything that you need.
1: Yeah, he looks elite as he does here, <laughs> from Mr. Damian Anderson. He coined yes, this. Sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, Chandler Jones, McCulloch Culkin, and home alone. Don't matter. Cards going to the playoffs. Damian, how did this come to you
0: yesterday? I mean, I was just, just thinking about, you know, the mindset that Patrick, not that Patrick, that Kyler has to have, you know, going into this season. It doesn't matter you know it doesn't matter who we play you know i'm just trying to be you know funny in today's world and everyone remembers lebron james you know meme of you know whatever it's going to be whoever whoever i play you know uh calves and six or whatever it was but i just think that Kyler has to have those type of moments like it doesn't matter like lebron james versus you know the the who who was it Bo, at that time the uh where they beat the was the, not not the, the warriors stuff curry, Steph curry yeah. yeah and they matthew delavidova it just it just appeared as a, <laughs> as though that it was like an unsurmountable feat right yeah but they did it and they came back what down three or whatever three and won that series so kyler needs to have those type of defining moments to be to take that next step and do i think that he's capable absolutely guys absolutely what, but it's, it's going to take a little bit of luck well it's going to take luck
2: What's the cliche to be the best? You got to beat the best. I mean, it's just if the Cardinals, if they yeah. want to be the team that, that they envision them being that when they when they created this idea of Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray being the quarterback and that they're going to take them to where they wanted to go since they've been a franchise. Uh, you know, they, this is this is where you have to kind of start. And if you it doesn't matter, you, you can't control this, that when you go out there each and every week, you can control, you know, How hard you play, you know whether or not you're prepared. And in Cliff Kingsbury's case, you know whether or not his game plan is going to stack up against the opposing play callers out there. But when it's Kyler Murray, he can just can control what he can control. He has nothing as far as the schedule goes. He's just going to go out there and ball out. And he, you know, I'm looking for you know when he meets Patrick Mahomes, when he meets you know his uh, his predecessor at Oklahoma and Jalen Hurts and. Like that he's going to be, uh, on any given Sunday, the best quarterback on the field. And that includes yeah. a guy who's an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP, week one. It's uh, it's it's going to be – I mean, I can't wait for the lights to come on and that game to actually go down. But, uh, you know, I love it. I love it. Kyler Murray absolutely has the kind of like don't give an F mentality about who the other team is or how the schedule just uh, was unveiled on Thursday. Well, I, I'm sure
1: he's loving these primetime games that – Arizona Cardinals rightfully earned in part because of Kyler Murray four, which marks their most I believe since the Bruce Arians peak years in 2015 2016 couple comments I want to get to Jalen Blair in the chat. Do the Cardinals have the offensive line to do what they want to do I I think on paper they do. Uh, They've got a, a left tackle who I think has the biggest cap hit of anybody on the team this year they've got a an all pro center who should hopefully be healthy and not be affected by COVID this year a right tackle that on a given Sunday and Kelvin Beecham could be their highest graded offensive lineman. You got some question marks at the guard positions, but I believe in Justin Pugh. He's healthy. He's a very quality player. And then we'll see what happens with Will Hernandez. That's a, that's a position I think we all could agree could still use some, some added depth, some added competition. Uh, another question I want to get to Jose in the chat, something we really haven't talked about, kind of glossed over this yesterday, gentlemen, what does Kingsley Kiki Bring to the Cardinals. Is there a reason Green Bay was so willing to part ways with him? Well, he's a scheduled free agent. He plays that defensive end in the three-four system. Um, He is a rotational defensive lineman that probably wanted too much money. Maybe he wanted out of Green Bay. I, I look at it very much in the same realm of once upon a time, like a Sean Morrow or one of those guys that you bring in for depth, but he is of quality. He played, I think, in 16 games last year, started maybe half the season Three and a half, or t- three sacks, or something like that. Uh, not going to be a starter for you, but somebody who can spell. something I think the the biggest thing is Jose. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Like they needed some added depth behind Watt yeah. and Zach Allen. That was was not a baby. Was not these younger guys.
0: It was it was simply depth. I mean, as you mentioned, Johnny, all, all the points that you hit on. A guy like that, you need as a rotational guy, a guy to to, yeah. to just show the young guys what it takes to be a pro and that has done his job and that's going to come in and can be a, you know, a line item that they cross off like, okay, we got a guy that with a high motor won't make mistakes and a guy that we can count on. And that's what, that's what we need the defense to do. And I think that that's the approach that we've, they've taken this entire off season they've taken in the draft is offense first. And Hey, we got, we're going to score 30 plus more points. And we just need our defense to be, I, I would say some you know, uh, allow 28 and we got shot you know to win yeah. every game and, th- and that's the approach that they're taking
2: and is if if they're op- opportunistic as well i mean i'd like to see them be more opportunistic yeah, try to force first some force some turnovers to get the ball back in this offense's hands because that's really kind of where they made their money in the first half of the of the really good stretch to open the season last year was warning, winning that, that takeover the turnover battle and getting building leads because there were a lot of games last last year Johnny and Damian were like they would come out in the third third quarter and just put the game away. It was over. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like they didn't have to salt the clock away. Like the game was just over. And uh, well, I mean that's that's the game plan. I'm like I I still don't know who Cliff Kingsbury is in close contests because it's it's been either it's either a, a one loss or, or it's yeah.
1: yeah it really is yeah I go back to I was at the Chicago game last year. It's a perfect example. You look at the score, it's lopsided, right? But I mean, the Bears were moving the football in that game, but it took Andy. Dalton throwing, what, four or five interceptions that day, and it became a lopsided affair. Like, the Cardinals are a bend and don't break defense, and I think even more so this year where you talk about, and I put this in my article, like, the Cardinals can get by with a top offense and a middling defense that's in transition. They got two third-round edge rushers they got to implement right. They got some uncertainty on their defensive line. They got two inside backers that are basically going to be starting for the first time together. We're going to – I think we need to preach a little patience with defense, which, again, puts all the ownership – On Kyler Murray. Uh, Vance Joseph, you know, he, he has his flaws. I think he's a good, solid defensive coordinator. But, you know, we got a lot of new faces to talk about. And speaking of new faces, the NBA playoff action features several. And we are back in action tonight at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs, well, with DraftKings' same-game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same-game parlay with up to three or more legs and get a free bet back. If up to $25, if one of those legs does not hit, it's a call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX, Bet $5.00. On any NBA team to win their game, get $150 in free bets. If they do, that's promo code PHNX. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, 21 and over. Arizona only gambling. Problem Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customer only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gentlemen, my DraftKings pick of the week, as much as it pains me to say this, after whatever the hell we watched last night, with the Phoenix Suns. I think the Golden State Warriors are going to win handedly tonight. You can take them and mm. the points, or you can go safe like I am. DraftKings pick of the week, Warriors money line at home as
2: they close out the Memphis Grizzlies, Bo. A little concerned there. I thought you might be going game seven with some grim news, but I'm I don't glad have the balls to do that
1: right now. I know yeah. I can't
2: do it. I, I will say, like, I see Devin Booker and I see Luka Doncic and very chippy right now on the court between those two. Like who is going to be Kyler Murray's equivalent of Luka Doncic? Is it going to, is it, is it shaping up to be Trey Lance or any, you guys got any ideas on who that could be?
0: Mm, That's a great question. I think divisionally it's easy to go Trey Lance, but Luka is like elite and legendary. I don't see Trey Lance. I, I mean, I hope that the player does well, right. Just not against the Cardinals. It's one of those things, but I don't, I haven't, I'm yet to see, a player or a quarterback with that skill set in the division besides, you know, Matthew Stafford. I think it's, you know, but Stafford would be like a LeBron, I would say, but like obviously he's got a championship. Luca's that young threat that is bigger, faster. I wouldn't say faster, but he's just more skilled. Like Luca, Luka has every tool in his toolbox and you got to bring your A game. You got to be on point. And that's what this, I'd say the schedule is to the Arizona Cardinals. The schedule is Luka Doncic. <laughs> that they have to face every week. And the Cardinals have to be, you know, Devin Booker, you know, Chris Paul at their absolute best.
1: Jalen Blair in the chat echoes my sentiments. There's no young QB in the NFC that can rival K-1 right now. It's a good place yeah. to be at. Uh, I think right we on. are another off-season plus away. Uh, I'm hoping, like everybody else, uh, that Trey Lance is a huge mega bust um, because <laughs> I, I want Justin Fields to do well. I don't think he's going to with that. Chicago Bear organization, the lack of talent around him. You look at there's a bunch of aging veterans, the Kirk Cousins, obviously the Aaron Rodgers of the world. There's so much uncertainty in the NFC South, especially if, once Brady retires. Like we talked about it before the season, like K1 is the best young quarterback in the NFC. AFC is a different story, right? So yeah. I, I, to answer that, I think we need probably another offseason, another draft class to come
0: in. Yeah. No, I, mm-hmm. I would agree, Johnny. I would say the only one, Bo. And it's not in the division. It's AFC. It's, it's Allen up in Buffalo. Like that's the only, you know, that think about it. He's bigger. He's, you know, he could run through people. We see him just dragging people getting first downs in it. He's hurting the defenders. Right. And he could have every throw and be athletic. Obviously he's not going to be Kyler, but he could be as athletic and, you know, throwing moon ball. Right. And Mm -hmm. I'd say that would be his, luke arrival equivalent and i could see that happening you know being on the schedule you know soon those two young stars for sure
2: nfl az cardinals in the chat trey mcbride offensive rookie of the year as many camp began today as we were talking about uh a little bit what cliff kingsbury told the media today but uh, we got to see the arizona cardinals draft class and undrafted free agents take the field for the first time wearing the cardinals garb and you know, McBride had his introductory press conference amped in Arizona Carter. Look at that class picture. Look at those guys. They're ready to play. What a menacing bunch. Did they flip the script a little bit? Why are, I the, see. Why are the big guys down on one knee like Johnny would be in our team picture? Uh, all right. Let's I
1: hope on. they're not sucking air down there. I see eight Hall of Famers right here. I don't know about you guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's Cameron yeah, Thomas in 97, Sanders in 54, You've got uh, McB- McBride at eighty five. Is, is thirty? Uh, is Keontae, Keontae Ingram? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Keontae Ingram. Yep.
2: Yeah. And this is a this is a great group here. Um, we what want to are know expectations here.
0: There, there's Arizona a couple Carbons old inside, by the way. guys. There's a couple old ass yes. men in that photo. Like those guys <laughs> look like some grown ass men that pay bills like for a living. they are gonna be some good ass football players, Johnny. That's what I'm saying.
1: I, I see two offensive linemen front and center, fifty four and seventy eight. They're They're flipping pissed as hell they fell to the sixth and seventh round yep. and are ready to yep. take somebody's life at yep. the start of training camp that's what i want to see trey mcbride big shit eating grin on his face i was the first tight end <laughs> i got second round money yeah. right everybody feels yeah. good there are two big uglies up front two big heavies that are going to be out for somebody's lunchbox because they're going to be pissed as hell they nothing's guaranteed they could be cut after training camp so yeah. i That's what I want to see right now. 54 and 78 lay somebody's ass out.
0: In thirty, obviously, Keontae. You know, I got I got that uh, relationship with him, so I'm excited. I mean, I know he's a great player, very athletic, can do it all. You know, catch the ball out of the backfield, which I know is going to be huge for Cliff and, and Kyler in that offense, and just and even run between the tackles. I mean, the kid at one point in time, when I tell you, he could do everything. He weighed 230 pounds, and to see him train before the combine and, and slim down to not even sure his weight, but obviously he was considerably below that amount. But he's he's going to be a nice little gem for. Steve Kahn and Cliff Cliff Kingsbury uh, on that football team for sure. And can play special teams. So he's going to definitely have a fit on that team. Yeah, no doubt
2: about it. When I look at uh, McBride, I, I, I can't help myself by looking at like Dallas Goddard's rookie season. And it wasn't like overly impressive, but if, you Expect Zach Ertz to maybe approach 700 800 yards. You could probably, if you get 350, 400 yards from Trey McBride and maybe a handful of touchdowns, three to four TDs, I think that's a successful pick for this Arizona Cardinals offense. It's not offensive rookie of the year by any stretch. I, I don't think he's going to get that many opportunities to, to do that, but he's going to make an impact on this, on this offense. But those two pass rushers, man, Sanders, I believe he's 41 in this photo. Am I correct? He is. And look at the yeah. length that he has. He is yeah. enormous.
1: His arms are super yeah. long. I, I There are a lot of people, gentlemen, that feel like this is going to be the biggest draft gem, not only for the Cardinals, but amongst anybody, because of the fact he was so dominant for Cincinnati, who I, I ripped on that program all year because I didn't want to see them in the Final Four. They played real teams. He dominated Notre Dame's front five, who we know are blue blue chipper kind of prospects that play in the NFL I, I think we could be looking back on this draft class and number 41 if he keeps that number could be the gem of this group
2: He's going to be in a good spot I mean it's, it's just the the rotation that they're going to have they're going to have the the youth and the athleticism and whoever's going to be opposite Marcus Golden on the uh, playing the outside linebacker spot they're going to get the reps and they're going to be just you know Pretty single-minded as far as what they need to do, and it's just to go get opposing quarterbacks, hit their hands up, maybe bat down some passes. I, you gotta like that. I mean, if if it's Cameron Thomas and Sanders out of Cincinnati, you know, filling that role, that's fine. You know, if, if say Cameron Thomas gets four sacks, it's in the in Sanders gets three and a half four sacks. I mean, there's your almost that's a great nine and a half sex. You know, a great that's
0: season. Solid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you talk about the competition and that's one thing, you know, I was watching a little bit, you know, of Hey Rookie throughout the week. And I saw that they were just talking about the competition. I think it might've been the Tennessee Titans, but they were just talking about competition at positions in the coming, coming, coming in and having uh, Thomas and Sanders there to compete against one another, you know, because one feels as though that they should have went higher. The other one feels as though that they should have went higher. So it's proving grounds throughout practice, Bo, you know, throughout the games, Johnny to, I'm going to do better than this guy, not only Marcus golden, but I'm going to do better than my, the draft pick. And I, I just no, remember it being, you know, an exciting time going going into camp, and just knowing that you got to go out there and you know make this squad. And you you see all the draft picks, you know, making the team as an undrafted free agent, and just going out there and competing, and just knowing that the, we talk about the margin for error. You know, being an undrafted free agent, or even being a draft pick, you always want to put your best foot forward. In that, I mean, I'm I'm sure that you, I mean you get it in baseball. Like if you pitch, you're one inch off. I mean, dudes going yard, and it's the same thing. Like you want to maximize your opportunities and make the most of your opportunities every chance that you get on this football field, especially in front of these coaches.
2: But as Jose asked the question about Ingram and a guy that you you helped uh, work out and get ready for this draft, uh, what what is he facing right now? Because Johnny had mentioned Steve Kime thought here's our fourth running back. Was that on the uh, the flight plan? It like, was. How, this guy's going to come does... in and be our
1: fourth running back.
2: How does, how do you, you know, he, maybe he, heard, he hears that, maybe he doesn't, but what, what obstacles is he facing, you know, as far as just making this roster and, and getting some significant snaps year one?
0: I mean, it just goes down to opportunities, like showing the coaches that you're willing to go down and crack ahead on kickoff, that you're willing to block someone on kickoff return, but also be really good at your job. I mean, that's really what it is because you, you have James Conner, you, you have you know, some guys that they've gotten on, you know, be a free agency and they have, e- you know, Eno is a good, very good football player. He's gotten better and better every time that you've seen him. But I think that Keontae really feels strong about his his abilities to go in there and prove himself. He's done. He's been successful at every level, Texas, USC. And I know that he could compete and go in there and do well. He's just going to have to show up, be fearless on special teams, catch the ball out of the backfield and play to a high level every day. I mean, it's running back that transition, guys, isn't, you just got to run hard and don't make mistakes and show up on special teams. That's what Keontae needs to do to be at least on this team or on the practice squad.
1: Yeah, and, and you mentioned it. I mean, limited reps with the either yeah. the first or second team offense. You got to make the most of those. You got to be ready. Uh, I think he will be. I find myself watching his highlights. I know people are critical maybe of his top-end speed. I, again, will harp on the fact that this offense, to run at its best, most efficient level, needs big backs. And he fits that right alongside James Carr with all due respect to, you know, who's not small. Give me somebody who's three to four yards in a cloud of dust rather than somebody yeah. that, yeah, they may run a four, three or a four, four, but it, people stack the box against this offense because Kyler Murray. And I, I just, I think, I think the Cardinals finally figured it out last year, James Connor, big physical back, you know, 20 touchdowns or 18 or whatever it was. I, I think Keontae is, is here to stay. Um, let me ask you guys this. So, Of all of these draft picks this year, who do you think is going to have the biggest impact year one? There's no first round pick, right? We all hope by default that's Hollywood Brown. It needs to be if the Cardinals want to make the playoffs. But if you had to pick one player next year to make the biggest impact where we're going into year two in 2023, and you're like, hot damn, that guy not only is going to be a starter, but I think he is a cornerstone player. Bo, I'll start with you.
2: Let's go with Cameron Thomas out of San Diego State. I thought the value was tremendous. They get him at uh, 87th overall. He was uh, just a beast as far as getting to the quarterback and slowing down the run. Two things that the Arizona Cardinals desperately needed after deciding what to do with their top pick and trading it for Hollywood Brown uh, and then taking kind of the luxury pick with Trey McBride and trying to create mismatches as far as the tight ends go on the field with him and Zach Ertz. So I'm going to take Cameron Thomas. I think he's going to be a guy that can kind of, he can do it all, even though I'm very excited about uh, what Sanders can do out of Cincinnati, because I'm sure he's going to make some noise as well and flash, but I like Cameron Thomas just looking at it. What do you have? 12 and a half sacks last season for the Aztecs. And Mm -hmm. was one of the main reasons that they were undefeated for so long. Uh, and, And for him to kind of be JJ Watts shadow this season and having an opportunity to learn from a guy that he's idolized, uh it, It's just a, kind of a perfect storm for him to come into this ideal situation and thrive from the very beginning.
0: I like it, Bo. I do like it. However, I'm gonna, you know, uh, disagree because I like McBride. <laughs> if if you have a guy that can be George Kittle part two, a guy that can block, a guy that's tough, a guy that can, as we talked about create mismatches, catch the ball, run, you know, individual option routes, be athletic with the football, you know, caught over, you know, I I believe it was 1,200 yards, you know, as a tight end, a guy that can stretch the football field and be another Zach Ertz. And that's one thing that we saw Quentin Harris uh, talk about that he can block too. You have a guy that can does that and that's willing to do it. I think that that guy is going to be special. And I don't necessarily see him being, you know, that star at the beginning of the season, but I could think, you know, as the war attrition teams get beat up, we're going to see a lot more of, Mick, you know, McBride on the football field towards the latter part of the year because teams just won't be able to match up with his athleticism.
1: So I I love both your picks. I will I will complete the trifecta here and say Majay Sanders <laughs> just because uh, keep it consistent. I want to say Trey McBride. Um, the only thing that's preventing me, Damien, is I need to see this franchise develop a tight end. I've right. never seen it, so I, I'd be going against the grain. Now, I said the same thing about Kyler Murray once upon a time, and they prove me wrong. So hopefully that falls in line. I have seen this team develop pass rushers. This kid's six He's got explosive tape. He's been a three-year starter in the AAC. He's somebody that competed at the highest level in the Final Four. So uh, And Cincinnati has been an elite program since he's been there. So you want to say if that's a coincidence or not, he's been part of the best run in program history. So I think very comparable to all those guys once upon a time from Boise state that went on to compete for national championships, then go on and have very successful NFL careers. So I just, you can't teach six, five, he's explosive. I think both he and Cameron Thomas will have a role next year, which I'm, I'm excited about. I think every day that goes by, I do think they need to add a pass rusher. But I also think when we talked about this, like if they get a good look at these rookies over the course of the next week or so, and they think, and you know, I'm Vance Joseph, I'm hands-on with these guys. These guys should be able to have a role next year. I think it's a good sign if they don't sign somebody immediately. Now you could always have more depth. You don't know how guys are going to you know, work out when the pads come on. You got to go over the course of 18-game season. and A rookie wall is a real thing. But I'm going to – I'm going to trust Vance Joseph with edge rushers more so than inside backers that have to play hundred percent of the snaps and call the defense. If you, if you just get to pick your spots with these guys, I think they'll be in good shape. Yeah.
2: With with Sanders in particular, like he might not have to play inside like Cameron Thomas, there might be an opportunity and play inside and outside. So he doesn't have to maybe drink from a fire hose kind of like Zayvon Collins did last year. And Isaiah Simmons, the previous season, he can just focus on, on one thing, and, and that's getting into the backfield of the opposing offense. Uh, exciting to think about this, this rookie class. Uh, it, you know, Not often has Steve Kime presented us with a rookie class where we're actually really thinking they can make an impact in th- that season. Also, things we're excited about are the fun events that are going on around us right now. We want to make sure everyone is safe and healthy. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone 5 and older. Those 12 and older also eligible for the booster. Visit azhealth.gov Slash find vaccine for a location near you. Also pumped to tell you about our new partner. I'm talking about OGs. OGs is the perfect thing if you're just hearing about it for the weekend. OGs, check them out. They're Arizona's first original scratch-made cannabis kitchen and is dedicated to creating an innovative and memorable cannabis-infused products that flavor life's journey. Quality of the products stem from the combination of accurate dosing and amazing flavor, edibles, Not a one-size-fits-all product, which is why OGs is proud to offer a wide range of products for all demographics and preferences. Their motto is flavoring life, and that's something we could all get behind. How about their tropical flavors? You've got guava, strawberry kiwi, raspberry orange, pina colada. You also have your orange creamsicle gummies, which are unbelievable. Learn more about OGs right now. Check out their website after the podcast, after the YouTube show. Go to OGsBrands.com. Go to brands.com. .com to find OGs near you, Johnny. OGs is a treat.
1: And speaking of treats, I have a treat for you gentlemen here on a Friday. Uh, Check out this bad boy right here, circa 2005. This is my senior year high school football. I'll give anybody who can spot me a dollar in this picture real quick (laughs) in the comments. What number am I here in the comments?
0: Number 53, maybe? no. Johnny, we know what. No, you already told us. We know what. I blew it. Is, is this real? Is this real? This is this
1: is very real. <laughs> this is walking out for the state championship game, uh, University of Illinois in Champaign Urbana. Uh, we lost fourteen to nine uh, to the state champion Morris, um, but then they won it next Man. year. So,
2: did you did you hear Damian that before the game, all the players on the team went into the coach's office and put their jerseys on his? Oh, you Johnny suit oh, up for gosh. this one. <laughs> God, Bo. There you, you are Johnny low Rudy. You are no longer my <laughs> yeah, brother on the
0: show. Rudy. God, uh, yeah. No, this is Johnny. not a Rudy charity
1: case. Damn it! Uh, Johnny, I swear I'll, to God, send me the Johnny, I'm
0: getting, I'm, Johnny, I'm getting, I'm getting God, this I hate, you. I hate
1: everybody on this show. I want, I want uh, this
0: on a t shirt. I want this on a T-shirt.
1: Here, You want to see some bullshit? That's my father <laughs> on the far right. My father's six foot. I'm five 36. six. My little grandpa's, you know, one of them, God rest his soul. and My other one, who's 93 this fall, both tiny men. So you get your height from your grandpa's. Thankfully, my son, Hudson, who's named after his grandpa, uh, will hopefully be much, much taller than I am. So there's some definitive proof. Of my collegiate high school playing days, although, you know, the, the, full, you know, the, shirt, the,
0: the video I, I is a little shirt.
1: too grainy here. Everybody says 35 in the chat. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you are correct and right. You're also going to be right if you go on gophnx.com, get a membership, become a member, hang out with us in the member discord. Again, article right now, Kyler Murray needs to be the best version of Kyler Murray if the Cardinals are going to withstand and survive this rigorous A-Team game schedule. You can get a membership for 50 cents for the first month. Good hell. $8.99 for the subsequent month or your best bet, in my opinion, under $60, bucks, fifty nine ninety eight. Get a free T-shirt from our PHX Merchandise Locker. You'll sign up for the year. So you just pay it once. You're good to go. You'll have so much fun because we're going to have the biggest, baddest season, PHX Cardinals, not only this summer but into the fall as we get ready for so much GD fun and, gentlemen, oh, by the way, Cardinals, Niners, Monday Night Football in Mexico City. We will get there, right, with yes, the Gang Travel Club. I got to get my passport renewed. That's the week of Thanksgiving. I may not make it back to carve the turkey. I may be carving <laughs> some enchiladas mm. in Mexico instead. Mm. May just spend the whole week there. Hopefully, we get a W on Monday Night Football with the Arizona Cardinals, PHNX, and the Gang Travel Club, gentlemen.
0: Excited. It's... it's craziness it's a good time you know up season johnny we saw you as a high school football player that's legendary i'm serious when i say i want a shirt like nothing but respect. i appreciate it like, i've got my high school
1: jersey still what we should do is you should rock it at an event and see how <laughs> and see how tight it is on you that's what we should uh, i do. would i would okay yeah
0: i would fair enough i mean you give can, me one you of your game back.
1: jerseys i can wear it as a nighty, and you can wear one of my jerseys from high deal. school
0: we'll done deal we're making you're gonna it look time. like
2: Zeke. You're gonna look like Zeke Elliott with your abs showing. It's gonna be a. It's not gonna. We're go
0: making it happen. There. We're making it happen. We will.
1: We're making it happen awesome. here. next Cardinals live. It's been such a fun week, gentlemen. We'll be back yeah, on Monday. We'll keep this party rocking and rolling. I want to make sure everybody likes, subscribes, leave us a five star review. Nobody else is churning out year round content for the Arizona Cardinals except for this site, this show. Follow Bullbrock at Bullbrock on Twitter. He's Damian Anderson at Damian Anderson. I'm Johnny Venerable. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Peace.